Hi, it's Greg and Lucky. And this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed. Every day is a, a national something day, and I, I don't know who decides these, but every day is something. And we mention the odd one here and there, but um, a lot of them we just pass by because some of them are just <laughs> absolutely ridiculous. But um, it's National French Fry Day. It's actually two things. It's uh, Geek Out Day and uh, French Fry Day. And who, who wants to pass by French fries? Uh, never. You know, it's our, it's our favorite deep-fried food, according to... Uh, to research, and it's our favorite thing to eat with hamburgers. It's always funny when you go to a uh, to a restaurant. And you're like, oh, I'll take your uh, your triple burger with bacon and uh, all the toppings and a side salad, please. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> and a diet coke. That's right. And then top it all off with blue cheese dressing. Um, a uh, recent study also found that McDonald's uh, is still considered the best fast food fry, and uh, the regular fries are our favorite type. Curly fries, a close second steak. Cut fries. I do enjoy a steak cut fry. And a crinkle cut waffle fry and wedges. I'll tell you the one fry I don't like. And anytime I go out to a diner and have breakfast and they offer them, I always flip it to regular fries. I don't really like home fries. Oh, really? I'm not really a big fan of the home fry. Huh. I like a French fry much better. Home fries are good with, uh, like, if you're having breakfast. It's a great it comes with a side fry. Yeah. yeah. If you're at a diner or whatever. Like a hash, too. Yeah, I don't like them. Not really like I, hash browns. All of it. I'm not. I'm not that. Uh, hmm. Not that big on them. I, I'll eat them. I'll have a hash brown. Like when you go to McDonald's and get the the breakfast, and it comes with yeah. a hash brown. I'll have that. Like whole fry is not a with a burger fry. No, it's not. It's really a breakfast. And thing. I'm not a big fan of the wedges when it comes to oh, really? that either. Well, because a lot of times they're too thick. Mm. It's like you eat a quarter of a potato. Yeah, I like it like when you make them at home and you crust them in like Parmesan and all that. They're, that's quite tasty. But anyhow, it is National French Friday. But I thought the other one. That was interesting. Was uh, it's uh, also National uh, Geekness Day? Embrace your geekness day. Oh my goodness! And, and this is just for you know. And I think we all, when you think geek, you think nerd. But I think we all have something somewhere in our life that we've geeked out on. You know, uh, whether it's a, maybe a, a, a movie uh, series or, you know, like you could say you geek out on James Bond films, okay. right? Or people geek out. That doesn't out. seem very geeky, but yeah. Oh, no, it's very geeky. Oh. <laughs> Why is it that you know, being a Star Wars fan seems geeky, but being right. a James Bond fan doesn't seem so geeky? Wow, well, he's an international man of mystery. <laughs> <laughs> the ladies. <laughs> Men want to be him and ladies want to be with him. What could be wrong? And you could geek out on comic books, uh, reading, board games, anything. Um, you know, and I, I, I've been pondering if there's anything. And I don't know if it's geeking out or just maybe some sort of OCD. But I, I do know that in my life when I get attached to something. Like I remember when I first got introduced to like Bob Seger and the Silver Bullet Band. I, I, I instantly thought he was just the greatest. And then I went on this rampage of having to have all his albums. I oh. had to have the whole thing. Yeah. You know, and, and I get that way about things that I'm really into. You know, like I, I very much enjoy whiskey. Yeah. Now I've decided <laughs> that I want this whiskey bar, and I know that I'm going to want every whiskey I can find on the shelf. So I get, I get that way, but I don't know if that's a geekiness or a, an OCD thing. Right, yeah. Well, and it, well, it's interesting because you with, like, concert DVDs, too. I love collecting those, right? yes. Yes, I do. And I remember having like a coin collection when I was a kid, but I had that because I had an uncle who owned a tourism newspaper of some sort. I think it was, I think it was a front for something else, but he was in Haiti and he had this tourism newspaper. And I, I guess in his boxes where he sold his newspapers, 
you get coins from all over the world. Mm. And so I ended up with a lot of them, and I had these photo albums uh, just full of different coins from different countries. I think they're still in the crawl space. I say, what'd you do with these things? Yes, it could be, I could be sitting on an absolute <laughs> fortune, but probably not, knowing my luck. I could have coins from like 80 different countries, and the one country I'm missing would be worth $10 billion. Right. Um, my father was a stamp collector. Yeah, still yeah, does. It or? still is, yeah. yeah. Um, and so he tried to get me. I, I couldn't get into stamps. Mm. Uh, had a few coins okay. as I was growing up, too, and 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 then got into baseball cards. But his big thing was like, you know, you can't touch them. Like, like if they're worth anything, <laughs> right, right. you got to just put them away, just like display them. It, it was like museum. T- yeah, it's it's the time consumption and the dedication to like uh, like cataloging mm. them. I think is what the the draw is, mm-hmm. and I never had that as my like my gro- draw. Growing up, did you have? Did you make like model planes or cars? Were you into any of that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff? Well, I remember those model car kits. Those yeah. were always fun. I didn't just sniff the glue. <laughs> <laughs> Although that was really good too. Um, I remember collecting a lot of posters for my bedroom of uh, women in bikinis. Right. That was from my 14-year-old self. <laughs> Uh, trying to figure out what the hell you'd ever get to do with one of those women if you got near one. Um, so, yeah, so any, you know, like, as of today, I mean, I guess you could say you geek out over hockey or golf, but you don't really. I guess so, yeah. I, I guess I'm still a bit of a technology nerd, too. Okay. Like, like, I I like, like, whether it's the latest devices, mm. um, you know, the all the, the Wi-Fi, Bluetooth stuff, like, I'm, I'm, I'm always kind of going towards that and yeah. getting, putting you know, more technology into the house if I can. Yeah. I think we probably all have something that we, yeah. you know, it's a little, I guess, a hobby of some sort. Like, for me, it's I don't a rubbing hobby. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, I can't get enough. <laughs> Watching January 6th from the committee yesterday and again realizing and learning, and I think we will continue to realize and learn over time, what an absolute poop show. <laughs> <laughs> that White House was during that pantloads presidency. It the story of the screaming and yelling and the chaos uh, as they were trying to decide because some of the lawyers and what are they calling like Team Insane and Team Normal or something? Or, you know, the, the, the side of Team Insane was saying, "Here's how we can prove that it was uh, that it was all a fix and uh, the, the election was stolen." And then the other side's like, although they were saying there was really no evidence to no. be said, it was just. No, they this thought, is what we're going to say. This yeah. is what we're going to say. And uh, it, it went from, like, the Oval Office into, into the president's residency. And uh, at about, I don't know, they said, like, one in the morning or something, uh, Mark Meadows is escorting Rudy Giuliani off of the property <laughs> because they've had enough. And these are all growing, supposedly growing adults. And I guess there's a bit of a spin, as there always is now, where... Uh, Team Trump is trying to say that, well, listen, you know, he was only acting on what he was advised. Right. And it was uh, terrific at the beginning when they said, listen, he's a 76-year-old man. He's not an impressionable child. He had all the information at his hand. He knew exactly what was going on. Yeah, I, I don't know, you know, in watching some of that, I couldn't just watch all of it, but these are some of the highlights of it, and certainly watching some of the, the talk after it. I don't know if they landed that star nugget again, that, mm. you know, they, they keep... Saying, well, you know, we're, uh, this is going to be the most revealing, and this is going to be well, the, hype the most telling. Like, like the the hype is always so high uh, for all of this, uh, you know. And 
you're expecting to hear like like some nugget of a clip of a phone call or a, a mm. text directly from Donald Trump. And, and, you know, I was under the impression they do have some of those, but I don't know if he was actually texting himself. He's got tweets that are attached to him, but a lot of them are texts that went to Meadows. Well, um, what they really pointed out last uh, yesterday was that he, upon hearing that, uh, you know, this was not going to work out and the people that he needed to move mountains for him weren't willing to move those mountains, that's when he snapped and sent out that uh, that tweet about, yeah. you know, let's all meet, it's going to be wild. Right. Yeah, and, and that that he like, basically that he'd been told, you know, you didn't win. There mm-hmm. is no fix, and you know the election was fair, and you lost, and <laughs> and, and and it just went into a spin from there. And, and what they're saying was just a crazy, hectic, insane meeting. I, you know, I don't know. the end, the end goal of all of this. I think from from the committee or from the left at least would seem to just just to prevent him from running again and slowing slowing down some of the momentum. Of the extreme right, yeah. who he kind of opened the floodgates to, right? It, it was, you know, I think what they're pointing out in a lot of this is that, you know, Trump would not uh, denounce anyone who supported him, mm. no matter how far right, far reaching, or how negative their other opinions of other things are. And, and so he gave fodder to a lot of groups that were in the dark for a very long time and brought them into the light. And I think, you know, the idea being, and even from some more moderate Republicans, is to just, well, yeah, push that back into the wayside and back into the darkness. Yeah, I mean, you had those two guys who were part of that uh, far right who showed up and have now changed their ways, and they were they were quite telling and interesting, uh, interesting to hear. Uh, there was a, just a couple of moments too, like that Sidney Powell, that lawyer who was part of Team Crazy, right? Um, when when it was said that Trump was going to decide to give her like a, a, a specific title and clearance within the White House, and uh, Pat Ciparelli, the Ciparoni, uh, the, the, uh, the lawyer who was uh, really was uh, hesitant and didn't want to uh, go to this committee, but finally uh, folded and and did so. Uh, he just said, "I wouldn't, I wouldn't make her the head of anything. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't name her to any title. And and even if Trump did, nobody would listen to her anyhow. It's just." How they're all throwing each other uh, under the bus is uh, very interesting, but it carries on. And I think they said originally it was going to be like three sessions, and now we're into like seven, and they say there could be more. There's there's another one next week, yeah. I think. The clock is ticking, though, because it is an election year in the U.S., and if they even hope this will move some votes back to the uh, to the Democrats, so they they got to get this done and wrapped up. And I, and I, I kind of agree with you that... Um, that uh, this will probably not lead to him being charged for anything. I mean, he's, he has said he's been quoted that he, he just wants to run again so he doesn't go to jail. Yeah. There's well, no good I, reason to run. I don't know if he's been quoted saying that. I think a lot of people are, are believing that he, he, hasn't, he hasn't come right out to say he's running again, but it's, mm. you know, it's clear. And one of the reasons he would is to try and keep himself out of jail because it makes it harder to do that. Yeah. I, I don't think he's going to jail out of this. I think their, their end goal is to prevent him from running again and to slow down the momentum of the, of the kind of the far right that you know, he has really opened up the floodgates. To. Yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, certainly there's a side of, of many of us who can't stand the man that we'd like to see him in prison. And I'm listening, you see it up here with people who can't stand Trudeau, right? This is the answer now to everything. Throw him in jail. Right. But then yeah. who started that? Yeah. Trump did. So <laughs> it's it's the answer. But at the end of the day, if he just ends up in a golf cart in Mar-a-Lago and has just gone away, never to be heard from again, I think most of us would be fine with that. In the hierarchy of getaway vehicles, this one is uh, way down the list. (laughs) Right next to maybe the unicycle. A guy tried to outrun the cops 
on a lawnmower. Oh. Yes. Right. Cops have been looking for him for months. Hang on. Yeah. Was alcohol involved? I I don't know, actually. Wow. I'd be shocked if it wasn't. Uh, Yeah, does it say? It doesn't say. But, yeah, you're probably right. I'm sure alcohol or meth. Usually chases involving lawnmowers and golf carts. There is also an, an element of alcohol. I remember being at a golf tournament years ago, and uh, at the end of it, there was uh, two or three guys who decided it would be a good idea to just drive out of the place on golf carts. Right. Their theory being, yeah. and their drunken theory being, oh, you can't be arrested for drunk driving right. in a golf cart. Still but you ha- can be arrested for theft of a golf cart. Still haven't heard what exactly happened on the weekend with this, this uh, golf cart that went in the water mm. in Richmond Hill. Uh, I, I think the assumption being made that there's some sort of medical episode mm. that have had to happen, but I, I had to tell you, when I first heard it, my first thought was uh, some drunk went into the water on a, on, on a golf cart. But yeah, and then I was like, but it happened on like noon on the fifth hole. Right, like, like that seems a little early to be hammered. You haven't um, been drunk at noon on a, on a golf course, but not on the fifth hole, fifteenth <laughs> maybe. Yeah, you know it's uh, extremely sad. So, yeah, the guy died. Obviously, not a good situation in his early seventies. But you see a lot of times people just doing the dumbest things. I've seen guys coming down hills and hitting the brakes and the golf cart turning sideways and flipping and going oh, yeah. off of bridges and driving into bunkers. And I worked at a golf course. We had to fish one out. Like, yeah, it, it happens. I was up at uh, Horseshoe Valley years ago, and it's a really hilly course. And this again was some tournament, so the booze was flowing. And the uh, guy in the passenger seat of the cart did a complete header out of it coming down a, a cart path hill and had a, just a, a, a boiler on his forehead the size of a baseball. And he continued drinking and playing. And then we all ended up in the clubhouse for dinner where he did a face plant in the soup. Oh, like he just man. out cold. Why they didn't take him to the hospital right, right away, I do not know. But obviously, when you're drinking, you're not thinking. Anyhow, this guy decides he's going to get away from the cops. On a lawnmower. I don't know. what What's top speed on a lawnmower? <sighs> Ten? Maybe. Cops have been looking for him for months. They, uh, they say he stole a boat, and they tried to get him back then, but he got away. Anyhow, they finally tracked him down on the weekend, and they caught him stealing a lawnmower, and he just tried to drive off in the chase between the lawnmower <laughs> and the cop car. Lasted 17 seconds. <laughs> give it the OJ treatment just yeah. for a, just for a little bit of a side. <laughs> that would have been great. It's a show. Let him go for a while. <laughs> I'm going to get away with this, man. Anyhow. Yeah, it doesn't say whether alcohol or meth or anything else was involved, but obviously this dude dealing with some issues. <laughs> the boat he stole was worth about 40 grand. Oh, wow. I don't know why he didn't just stick with the boat. I don't know what attracted him to the lawnmower. Are you good at parallel parking? You know, I'm uh, I'm I'm actually uh, proud of my ability to parallel park. I, I'm pretty good at getting a, a car into a tight little spot. Uh, I, I don't do it enough mm. uh, to be very. I, I'm okay with it, mm-hmm. um, but I I don't do it enough to be inc- extremely confident. And depending on where you are, like you know, most of my driving around you know, down the rink in Oshawa, mm. they give you like an extra half a space. Right, there's like an X out half space there right. to get in and out. You're not actually like tight mm. parallel parking in. I remember some times with that big rock truck we had, yeah, trying to parallel park that thing, and it felt like I was driving a, an 18 wheeler. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm for whatever reason. But, well, I, I know one of the reasons I'm probably decent at it is because I was a car jockey for about two years. Uh, and so certainly backwards parking, I'm I'm very good at. Yeah. But the parallel, yeah, I can squeeze a, squeeze a car into some pretty tight little spots on, on one or two goes. And uh, and so, uh, you know, I don't have much to be proud of in this life of mine, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty good with that. Do they still have young drivers? Like, I, I haven't seen, I see a lot of little driving schools mm-hmm. and stuff. But when I was a kid, it was, you know... You got to go to Young Drivers. You went to it through high school, and and, and there was well, like, like there was some that went right into the high school, and then there was actual like like program called mm. like Young Drivers. You go to there be I remember in class, and then you get into the cars and and uh, and go do like emergency avoidance stuff. And some of the stuff you learn doesn't even apply now. Like I remember one of them is if in an emergency needing to break, you know, you backhand that. Uh, you're into into neutral from drive. Oh, I don't remember right? that. Uh, the stick you, you backhanded into neutral, and that would kind of take some of the power off, mm. and you don't break. Now there is, you know, most cars don't even have a, a gear shifter. No, uh, to do that anymore, you you press a button to select or dial to select which gear you're in. You just talk to the car. Yeah, pretty Slow much. Down. Stop. Or it stops right by itself now. And oh, some yeah. of them. does a lot of it on its own. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I remember going to young drivers. I I don't remember. And my boys didn't go to young drivers. I, they they went to some discount driving school, like Steve's. Right. Steve's driving school. Actually, I think I saw the car. Like, the, the guy I had as my driving instructor had, uh, he, like, personalized plates. Mm. And I think he's still a driving instructor. Really? That's, that's got to be a tough gig. I, oh, man. I remember taking my boys to the parking lot of a local arena and uh, just letting them do circles for a while, and it's just so intimidating. First of all, when your kid turns 16, they just don't seem old enough or mature enough to drive. I mean, my boys are in their 20s. They still don't seem mature enough or old enough to drive. Anyhow, if you're not good with the parallel parking, there's a company in Germany that just unveiled a new front suspension for cars called Easy Turn that lets your front wheels turn ninety or sorry eighty degrees in either direction. Ninety degrees would be sideways, so it's a little less than that, of course. Right. Um, but it makes tight U-turns easier as well as parallel parking. Can't buy it yet, and we don't even know what it'll cost. Don't even know if it'll fit in your car. It's really just kind of a, a new invention. This uh, company in Germany is trying to get big car companies to start using it. But I think a lot of uh, car companies, I think Ford, there was a commercial I was watching one day where they have a whole parking assist. Oh, yeah, it does it for you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to pay for that. It's a, it's an upgrade. <laughs> and likely the ones who can't park aren't the ones paying for it. It's, it's amazing how, and I listen, technology is what it is, but I'm always concerned, like, moving forward, at some point... You don't have to drive the car on your own anymore. It just does all of it for you. But much like we saw with the Roger outage, what happens the day the car decides, nah, today you're driving. (laughs) Needs an upgrade. We are going to be absolutely screwed. We've got him on the line, the world traveler, Ted Reader, back with us. And that's a a joy to have him once again. Teddy, how are you, sir? Pretty good, Craig. Lucky, how are you? Good, man. Welcome back. Touring all over the world, literally. You went to to Germany and then came back and went to Calgary. You've been all over. The German thing was was quite interesting to kind of see or follow along on social media. What were you doing there, Ted? Uh, The uh, Canadian government was um, doing a thing called the Taste of Canada, and they're promoting Canadian products to sell into the European market, specifically the German market at this point. And um, so we were there doing a, a, a promotion with a lot of different uh, products 
from Canada beef to bison to beer and wine and and scallops and lobster and things like that. So it was uh, it was a great. Uh, we did a, a VIP dinner for about uh, fifteen people. I think we did six courses, seven courses that night, and then we did a sort of like a trade show tasting the next day for uh, about 150 people. And then uh, my friend who uh, owns a number of uh, barbecue grilling schools in, in Germany uh, asked that uh, I teach a class and open his brand new school in Munster. Nice. And so that was exciting to to be part of that, to be the first person to teach in their new school. What a beautiful place called Grill Concept. Beautiful. So, and I would think yeah. too, in Germany, uh, it'd be kind of hard to promote Canadian beer there because I think the Germans know a little <laughs> bit, <laughs> a little bit about the ale. Oh, I tell you, there was some mighty tasty beer that yeah. I had, and it, it's great. Every little town you go to has yeah. their own little brewery, and Heaven. it's all delicious. It I was bet. it was a lot of fun. The food was outstanding. Um, the stuff I cooked was outstanding, but the 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 local food that I that I that I enjoyed when I went out to dinner and and such was uh, was pretty amazing. Ted, do you do you incorporate beer into your food? Uh, I mean, I know about beer batters and and such, and I know you know, sometimes you'll baste uh, with beer or spritz with beer when it comes uh, to to things like briskets and, and when you're smoking foods. Is it is it something you normally kind of put into the cook of it, or do you pair with it afterwards? Both. Um, you know, if I'm just grilling burgers and I got a beer in my hand, sometimes I just drizzle the beer over top of my burgers. Mm. And it adds a little moisture and it adds a little bit of flavor. And so you can incorporate beer anywhere you want. Uh, beer for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, that's a, that's a thing in Germany, right. I tell you. You can get up at 7 a.m. and sit down to a great German breakfast and have a pint to go with it. Beautiful. I think yeah. I'm moving to Germany, Ted. I think I'm going. Oh. Um, on, your, on your Instagram page, and I think this might have been from your, your party at the joint, and I just don't know that we ever got to talk to it because the picture... Of it is fantastic. You've incorporated uh, planked white cheddar cheese curds, mashed potatoes, charred wild leek, and topped with a smoky cheese sauce, and then smoked beef cheeks. Now, it looks amazing, and we can go over how you did that, but first, what the hell are beef cheeks? Are they actually the cheeks of the cow? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. They're the cheeks. Huh. And uh, we we cook them the same way we would cook a brisket, but they don't take as long. Yeah. They're uh, they're very tender and uh, quite lean. Hmm. And so we uh, we had wrapped them in a little bit of coal fat to add some more f- uh, to keep them moist as they as they smoked. And when they hit that internal temperature of about 203 degrees, we shredded that and we mixed it with a little bit of our beer barbecue gravy that we make at the joint. And uh, the plank mashed potatoes, there's, there's, it's, a, it's a delicious, delicious recipe. Mm. Super, super simple. Hmm. You make mashed potatoes like you normally would, but you got to make them a day ahead. And you put them in the fridge to get ice cold. Okay. And then you take an ice cream scoop and you scoop balls and put them on a grilling plank. And grill them until they're uh, golden brown and crispy on the outside and creamy and tender on the inside. And we had folded some white cheddar cheese curds onto the inside of those uh, mashed potatoes. And it was pretty amazing. 
Oh, it looks great. And I believe uh, Scooping Balls was the name of your uh, <laughs> band in high school. <laughs> yes, it was. It was called Scooping Balls. <laughs> All right, Teddy. Well, we're glad to have you back, my friend. Uh, of course, uh, the uh, joint carries on well, once again Thursday through Sunday. And always uh, a new thing on the menu, uh, a treat of the week. And we look forward to coming up and sampling that and, of course, following you on social media and learning all the good things to do on the grill. Teddy, how can people get a hold of you, my friend? Well, you're going to find me at Ted Grills or at Ted Reader's The Joint Barbecue. And uh, we got double the pleasure playing this uh, Friday night between 5 and 8. Live at the joint, so come on out, have a cold beer, some wood-fired pizza, and barbecue. And one of your fatties. The fatties are still available, yes? All the fatties available every day. (laughs) Oh, perfect. All right, Teddy, we'll talk to you soon. Take care of yourself. Cheers, boys. Cheers. Rock Mornings with With Craig Craig Venn and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.